You want me to open? I can hear you, dude. Chris, still clear. All right, sweet. Yeah, you, you, you can, can open. open. Or am I opening? What do you want to do, Aiden? How do you feel today? I think it's you that should open. Okay, let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges, sponsored by Bush. Non-alcoholic drinks. No, I'm kidding. We're not sponsored by them yet. Thank you guys for joining us again. Excited to be here. I am not back in the studio, man. I'm in the uh, interim studio. Wait till you guys see what I'm doing. It's crazy. Um, but hey, man, I'm excited to be back on uh, back on another episode with you, brother. Yeah, you man. Some exciting stuff to talk about today. Thanks. I am always glad to be in the studio, uh, shooting the shit with you or whoever we have on uh, each week. We do have some exciting topics to dive into, as you mentioned. Um, let's just dive on in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. I was, uh, was going to mention one thing that I think ties into what we're going to talk about today. Um, recently, I've been thinking, I mean, this is, this is a topic that or conversation we have pretty consistently with um, everything we're talking about, which is like everything's relative, right? Yeah. Everything's relative. And so... I was just thinking about, like, my daughter made this comment the other day. She's like, uh, she saw me scrolling through Instagram. She's like, she saw some ads pop up. And it was like, I can't remember what ad it was for. It was for some, I think it was like some sort of like koozie cup or something like that. Okay. But the ad, like, made this company seem like literally they were like changing the world with their cups. Like, Hmm. it was very, very much like, look at the mission we're on. But then like, you go like actually look at the company and like, they're not doing like really anything that this ad said they were. Yeah. And so it kind of just comes back to the, the thing of like, you know, our businesses using media, social media and media in general in the right way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially to the, to the, to the younger generation than us, even like they just out of college, you know, going into college, um, in, in college, you know, men and women. And I think it's important to remember that, like, what you see and what you read, like, take it with a grain of salt and don't compare your life or don't set your expectation based off of what you read or what you saw on social media. I just want to point that out because I think um, I've, I've thought a lot about this recently is social media is like, again, we're on social media. But it can be such a a motivation booster, like positive part of life, or it can be like really negative, like depressing, bring you down because all you're doing is comparing your life to somebody else's highlights. I see where you're going with this. It can definitely be a very powerful tool, as we've talked about time and time again. But it can also misguide many of us, you and I included, in that. And that's where. As we start to get more and more involved in these social media platforms, as we try to grow our company and our brand, like we have to recognize how do we want to come off to, you know, viewers and how do we synthesize information? Um, if I'm misspeaking, feel free to correct me. But I think kind of where you're going is 
There's a lot of times where information that is, you know, curated to us might only be a snippet of information and it can be taken out of context. And we, we see it happen in legacy media too on the news. Like we're only being shown what's going to get us all fired up, whether that's, you know, emotions of excitement, um, feeling depressed, whatever it is. There's always that end in mind that they're trying to get, you know, the final audience to react to. And that's where it's like, okay. Let me take a deep breath. Let me try to think critically and understand, is this really the full-length conversation that this person or this company is trying to promote? Because again, time and time again, we only see you know 30 seconds or a minute of that conversation when there's another like five minutes of that conversation where it adds more context. Dude, I mean, that's, and I, yeah, exactly where I was going with that. It just, it kind of like dawned on me, like everything is relative, but also... Like it's it's to an extent it's it is such a challenging dynamic mm-hmm. to to try to be like, you know socially and you know if you're using so using social media right YouTube Instagram LinkedIn try to use that like okay I want to be I want to be honest I want to share the truth I want I also don't want people to think this is my normal day life you know you're trying to like mix all these in and the the truth of the matter is like. As human beings, we all have a, we all, we're in a generation, like, my sister says to me the other day, she goes, I just think I have, like, I've been struggling with attention lately, like, you know, I, I don't know if I have ADD or what, I said, we all have ADD or ADHD or whatever you want to call it, we all have, to some extent, something like that, because of the world we live in, where all this media and all this, all this stuff's at our fingertips, and if you're going specifically to, like, YouTube and Instagram and LinkedIn, what is the media? What is the media that usually takes off the quickest? Aiden, I bet you can answer this. We're learning this. What do most people watch? Shorts and reels, man. They want that fast content. Quick they and want easy. the shorts. They want the short stuff. And a lot of times, the shorter you you make something, the more people are going to watch it because they want to flip on to the next thing. They don't want to like actually sit there. Why do you think so many people don't read books now? I mean, Blinkist and Headway are they're great apps. And why do you think everybody uses them? Because it's 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 a way to take this long thing and adhere, and it's it's serving the society of I don't have a long attention span now, so I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna summarize it in smart notes, so I'll actually get you to get it. And I think what's interesting about that is like exactly what you said. Let's dive into that. There's a big problem with things being taken out of context, and the issue is how do you solve that? Like, what is the solution? Because as a society. And as, as people, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I'm guilty of it too. I want to just, you know, if a company does an ad and it's way too long, I'm not going to watch it. But if they do a short snippet, again, if I don't take time to digest it, I'm like, oh, it looks great, I want it. Or, oh, yeah, they have a great mission. Or, hey, I hate that company because the CEO said this. But really, he said 15 other things that led up to that. But this news outlet that might be far left, hates the guy, hates the company. So they're only going to show the part where he said that, you know, he doesn't believe in American poverty. And they're only going to show that part. They didn't show anything else. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I, I definitely think there's a few ways to unpack this. And as we said time and time again, you know, there's many solutions to a given problem out there. I think you were also highlighting the fact that 
the world that we live in that we've been evolving into is we do want to cut through the fat and understand, okay, what are the main talking points of, you know, a conversation or a book as you were throwing out the example of a Blinkless, that app that basically is SparkNotes uh, for today's generation. Nothing's really wrong with that. But again, we're trying to highlight how you got to balance whether or not it's really telling you the full story. Again, for books, Splinkless, I think that's a perfect example. I don't really see any downsides to that. You could argue that there are, but I think where Cole and I are trying to hit home is on like YouTube um, or Instagram. Again, you only see those reels or those shorts depending on what platform that you're on. And that's where you can get a lot of those hot takes that don't always show, again, the broader context of that conversation. Um, I do have a recommendation in mind, uh, which we can talk about here in just a moment, but one other thing, really two other things that I wanted to add is one, your call out from your sister saying like, I don't know how well I am when it comes to staying focused, like there's all these distractions. I would agree, we all have so many distractions. I think though, the one thing that I would add from my perspective is we have a choice in terms of how we wanna react and consume content. You know, if you find yourself struggling out there because you're being whiplashed and pulled in all these different directions because you're being inundated with content, whether it's good or bad or whatever, like you have emotions that are high and low, take a breather from social media. Like to me, that means that you might have you might be spending too much time on social media. So that would be my first recommendation uh, with that. And just the fact that you got to recognize that social media isn't everything. Just because a person that has a blue check mark is promoting or saying something doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, fact. Again, a lot of things are opinions. But anyhow, I'm getting into opinion myself there. I think one avenue that like a YouTube could take when it comes to how do we make sure things don't get taken out of context as much because there's no bulletproof solution. There's always going to be things that get taken out of conversation. Like just use us as an example. If you and I were out in you know public and we heard someone speaking to us, you're going to interpret information slightly differently than me. You know that's just human nature how we process information. But anyhow, how do we cut down on? the amount of misinformation or uh, just out of context. And I would say that, and I think there are platforms working on this, YouTube, for example, can have that long form, like here's the URL to the broader conversation, and then it's like a micro level, like here is then the shorter, that reel that highlights, you know, what's been going viral. And then you can toggle back into, well, here's the bigger picture, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm articulating that clearly, but there has to be a way where you can jump from, you know, that macro level or that longer conversation into the finer details, and you can toggle between them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you do. Honestly, I would add, I would add even more to that. Another layer to that suggestion, so YouTube, shout out. You guys should be listening to us. We use your platform a ton. Um, We're going to be uh, consultants for YouTube sooner or later. Uh, yeah, we have plenty of ideas. We'll share them all now because it's going to take them to do them. Um, another idea I had for, you know, after using it and thinking about that. So if you're in, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but talking about like being able to toggle down and be back and forth doing the long form content, right? Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking of, you know, they've got buckets where you can follow, uh, you know, different hashtags and stuff like that. Yeah. So how could they get uh, a little bit cleaner with the information that they're showing in those hashtags, right? 
So like anybody can go, you can go search for like follow a hashtag money. And anyone that puts a hashtag money can show up in that to a certain extent. It's not being fed as much, but how, what is a way that they could get um, some more uh, conciseness to it? And I think that would be adding a layer, uh, another layer of like YouTube playlists. So you can actually go to like a YouTube playlist and say, hey, I want to learn about finance. And what and then they do is they rank based off of like, if you're only creating shorts, I don't think I, I don't think you're creating a whole lot of value. I think you've got to have a good mix. So I think you, if you've got an account that's creating shorts, smaller videos, longer videos, and you can go and dial in like, hey, I want this kind of this kind of length of video with that talks about this topic. And if YouTube could create a, 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 a way to get down into the weeds a little bit more with that, I think a lot of more people would, would dive into videos a little more. I think it'd be great for, for creators like us who are trying to actually do some long-form content to get people to pay attention to that and use that. And then I think also, you know, drawing a correlation between your point, drawing a correlation between shorts or real or shorts or YouTube shorts or even clips from videos, making it easier to go back and forth between those two. Like, hey, here's a piece of it, but you know, here's where you can find the rest. And how do you like toggle back and forth between those more cleanly? Right. And here's another example to try to hit home on this example that Cole and I are describing in the digital realm. Think of reading a book and you're ripping out just one page of a 300-page book. Like We want to make sure that, one, yeah, you can see what that single page has to offer, but then, two, you can jump back into the broader, bigger picture, and that's where we're highlighting that these social media platforms aren't doing the greatest job of showing the broader context because, for whatever reason, they have set things up to be very controversial. Um, and I, I think, you know... It's important, too, to also, one, respect that we all have different types of opinions. Like, we're always going to be voicing what we think is right or wrong. Like, that's that's awesome. That's America. But we do have a responsibility to critically think, like, whether or not, okay, is this really all that this person had to offer? Or is there more to this? Look, we all get caught up in that. I'm raising my hand, too. It, it's easy every now and then to get tricked. It's like, wait, that's what they really believe? Like, again, zoom out, and it's like, oh, they actually said this before. They said this after. Anything can get taken out of context. But Cole and I are trying to describe ways in which platforms such as social or such as Instagram or YouTube can try to cut down on that. And I think YouTube is starting to do that. I don't know, Cole, if you've noticed, but if you watch some of the long content out there on YouTube, there are people that, and today I believe you have to manually do it. I think we've done it maybe once or twice on our videos where you can segment, okay, from minute zero to minute five, they talk about this topic. So I think in one manner, they're trying to get into that, but it's, again, it's very manual today where someone would have to watch your content from beginning to end and kind of segment out each of the conversations. So it's definitely a step in the right direction. But again, we want to make sure that it's a little bit more transparent so people aren't being misled. And one last thing, this might stir the pot and make people upset. It's just an example. Like there are voices out there where the media, right or wrong, is going to say that this person is bad, this person's good. And again, you got to make sure that you're taking a step back and looking at things holistically. Like you could use 
the former president as an example. You could use a guy like, um, oh shoot, what's his name? And a lot of people despise him. I'm not saying that I support him, but there sometimes is some more substance to the conversations or the topics that they're having. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, uh, the Tate guy that's been banned from social media. Again, this right here could get clipped and be taken out of context saying that, you know, I support him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just recognizing that there might be more to the conversation than a 10 second clip that's coming out of that person's mouth. And that's the all I'm trying to, to hide. Dude, it's the hot take, man. Everybody wants to grab the hot take. Shoot. Yeah. We love the hot takes. We want, we want, we want, we want to drive from a hot take back to the full conversation. Right. Yeah. And so I think the, I think, you know, to wrap up this, this, this topic, I think, and put a bow on it is what we're trying to really get at is like some of these social media platforms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, doing a better way of tying content together and sharing the full story. And again, we've thrown out some ideas. They might not be, you know, ideas aren't always execute, executable. Yep. I mean, these are just ideas. Some of them might be, some forms of them. Yep. But ultimately, like, I, I, I think there's a big, there's a big pathway um, and opportunity for these platforms to find a way to, a li- limit the amount of things that are being taken out of context or getting hot takes um, by creating a more seamless, you know, stream of media that ties things together better. I think it'd be the way, the best way to approach it. It's like they need a better way to tie it together and shoot. I mean, we can throw things at the wall and see what sticks. You know, we got some ideas. YouTube as well. Yes, we do. We got a lot of ideas that we'd be willing to uh, discuss mm-hmm. over a. Um, $200 an hour consulting fee. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's just, that's just to get, get a conversation with us. Um, all right, so there was another thing to take that I wanted to talk to about today and get into it a little bit. Can I first interrupt? You seem very well organized. Like, you've got an agenda. You've got some talking points. You know, we're getting better. You're like, it's like a real show. It's like, okay, we ran through this potential topic to discuss, go into the pros and the cons, and now we're heading into another conversation. Very seamless of you. <laughs> You're evolving. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying, to, trying to get better as we go, man. And I think, you know, I think one of the things we can do I think a lot of our listeners, you guys, probably go, man, like, they have some great opinions, but, like, where are they getting this fact? Well, a lot of the stuff we do say is opinionated, and a lot of the stuff is from experience and books we've read. Like, I want to do a whole other episode, what did I talk about now, on Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. I could spend, dude, like, I'm, I'm almost done with it. Unbelievable book. We can play both sides of the coin with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd recommend everybody read it. What I wanted to talk about today is something that came up um, you know, the topic is communication. The topic for me is communication and communication with your employer in the workspace in the business environment. Sure. So I, I did a little digging. I wanted to just like find out like how happy because I feel like communication to me is a huge factor in people's happiness and well-being in the office. Like communicating effectively on you know communicating respectfully mm-hmm. and. Communicating at the right time, right place. Right. And it can either make or break the company's culture, I feel like. Because if people don't think they're getting communicated to, they're going to be really pissed off. Like, I'm in the dark. And if they feel like they're getting communicated stuff they don't need to or at the wrong time, they're going to be upset. They're in the dark. So I feel like it's such an important thing that you hear about big companies and how they have a great culture and stuff. And I think they're doing communication well. But, but what I'm really going to kind of point out is I was like, okay, communication is important. And I'm like, 
Well, how happy are, are workers right now? Like, how happy, how many companies do I think like, are, are doing, are communicating with their employees well and getting communication back well? And this doesn't directly tie, but I read this statistic I want to read to you. So living for the weekend, watching the clock tick, work is just a paycheck. These are the mantras of most global workers. With only 21% of employees engaged at work and 33% of employees thriving in their overall well-being, most would say that they don't find their work meaningful, they don't think their lives are doing well, and they don't feel hopeful about their future. 33% of people say that they're doing well. 33%. Only 21% say they actually like what they're, they're actually engaged in work. To me, to me, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of reasons why that could be, right? Um, but I want to dial in on just one of them. Just one topic that I think is super important. And I think that's communication. I think that's communication at all levels. I think where co- companies that go and serve their employees have a higher retention rate have a higher level of happiness and have a higher level of overall well-being outside of the workplace are companies that communicate well. Like, And so the question is, what does that mean? What does communicating effectively mean in the workplace? And I'll, I'll kick that to you, Hayden, if you've got some feedback. I've got some thoughts on it, but I'll let you kind of dive into that in a minute. Um, I think the question, the first question is, what does communicating effectively mean? And how does that impact employees' well-being. Yeah, I I think that's another beefy topic. Uh, One, just hearing that statistic, just where my mind goes, and we were just touching on this. One, how accurate of a source is this? Not saying it's not accurate, but again, trying to practice what we preach. For those that are listening, where where is that source coming from? It's on Gallup. It's on Gallup. Okay, which they're pretty credible, I believe, based on... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, I'll just take that as, okay, this is probably pretty credible, but anyhow, I think what makes good communication is just open lines of communication between, um, employees versus managers or bosses, however you refer to your, you know, your reports, um, or leadership. I know that word gets thrown out there a lot now too, meaning like, Cole, if you were my boss, you and I should have an open conversation with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I like to use that saying a lot. Like, there should really be no surprises when it comes to where we both stand with my performance. And even if you talk, you know, about myself, my interest, and your interest outside of work, we want to make sure that we're also human beings to one another and we're, we're checking in on one another. I think that's another aspect that's overlooked that more people are starting to... Uh, try to take notice of and make sure that they are caring for their employees that they're, uh, you know, working with on the day to day. But if Cole, you had feedback for me, you shouldn't reserve that to like, you know, a once a month or a quarterly feedback review. It's like, okay, Hayden, you approach this conversation this way. This is kind of how I was expecting you to approach that where 
it's more real-time feedback and we're having that open dialogue of conversation where it's like you know what cole you're right i I didn't think about that now whether or not the conversation actually goes that smoothly that's up to each you know situation and how you know it's it's you know presented to uh each person in that conversation or that context but again the point being is have those conversations early and often like don't wait for okay we've got a bi-weekly meeting we should save that for this time like have those conversations instead of kicking the can down the road. So that's what it means to me um, when it comes to having good communication and making sure that your culture is a happy culture. Because as you touched on, um, a happy employee is going to go out of their way more times than not to you know, help increase your company's bottom line or your performance. And it all goes back to communicating and making sure that you're on the same page. Like I like to over-communicate. I think we've talked about this on previous episodes as well, but your expectations versus my expectations might be different so how do we make sure that we're on the same playing field like if you were to say hey i need you to take care of this taking care of this i'm speaking very generally here it might be oh i'm going to shoot off an email to you know x y and z versus to you it might be hey i need you to set up time with this person or these group of people walk them through give them an update like a, a little road show and then you can send up a follow-up e- email saying like hey this is what we agreed upon like those are two slightly different expectations and that's where it goes back to hey cole what are you expecting from me that way i know in writing explicitly or maybe even just verbally like what you're expecting versus oh it's just i need to send out a quick email to you that's like no i actually wanted a little bit more you need to be setting up some additional facetime with these clients and telling them you know what you need to discuss so again that's just an example that comes to to mind right away around hey how do we make sure that our expectations are, are the same? And this goes beyond just business. Like all relationships start with good communication. And if you have a different expectation than the other person, there's going to be a disconnect in feelings, whether they're good feelings, bad feelings, whatever it might be. So that's my two cents on that. I would, I would agree with everything you said. Um, what I would add to it on top of, on top of the over-communicating, um, and, and this is, again, Going back into like, you know, why, why, why people are, why are, why are so many people not, don't think they're doing well or aren't, aren't thriving? I mean, that's a new, that's nuance. There's a lot of reasons why some might be saying they're not happy, right? Yeah. It, you know, it maybe because of the job they're in and not making the money they want to make. Maybe it's the area of the world they live in. And there's a lot of, a lot of factors. Yep. But I think uh, on the communication side of it, where you can see that number start to go up, some things I would suggest to businesses that I've seen work well, along the same lines you're saying, is over-communicating. And also, communicating, to me, is not just... And we all fall into this trap. Well, I do communicate. Mm-hmm. right? We do, we do communicate with our, our employees. Mm-hmm. Sitting on a, a daily newsletter telling our employees how great the stock's doing is not uh, is not communicating. That doesn't. It, how does that impact them? Unless they've got stock options and they're making a boot to a amount of money. Like, and I'm just giving an example. I don't. That's not 100. But my point is, is like communicating is just. First of all, it's not just one way. Mm-hmm. Not just one sided. Yeah. It's also about having real conversations with your employees and having real conversations with your coworkers up and down the ladder. Yeah. Whether they're below you, above you, or. And that, to me, is all about being honest. Yep. It's about being honest and being able to have those conversations that are, you know, might be a little uncomfortable, that might be a little, you know, uh, on the nose. You know, people don't want to talk about it. But those kind of things are where great companies with great leaders, they do that. They go to their employees and say, hey, like, 
what what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we help you get better? And they actually listen. And the employees will actually be honest if they're actually listening. So I think honesty is a big one. Um, and I think, too, you know, along the same lines of communication is doing it on a regular basis. And so I'm kind of agreeing with what you're saying, is having open lines of communication and open pathways for people to communicate but rather than just saying, hey, you know, this is the one time we're going to review this with you. We're not going to talk to you again. I think once you get, once you put those things in place, you have open lines of communication, you're being honest with your workers and back and forth, then it opens the doors with like, okay, how do we take this communication we've got and put that into effect? If you're, if you're getting back from a lot of your employees that they all, they don't like having to comment at 7 a.m. and they're all saying that and that, that makes their mornings harder and that makes it, you go, okay, well, if we let them come in at 8 a.m., is that going to affect our bottom line? No, let's try it. Great. You've, lo- you've listened to that. Now you've been able to put it into effect. And that's when you're going to see a shift to me and the overall happiness. Because not everybody's going to love their job, okay? Not everybody's going to like what they do, okay? Work is not always fun, right? If you're sitting, you know, not every data science loves data scientists. They're good at it. Not every buyer loves sitting there writing purchase orders all the time. Not, you know, but if you can make... If you can listen and understand what impacts them and how to help them out, I think that's where the communication comes in. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing you say there as well is just how do you make things not seem always so transactional? Like, hey, this is what I'm expecting from you. But how do you bring more of a human element into the workplace or the culture? Um, Because, again, at the end of the day, we're human beings, you know, we want to relate with one another. We do want to get that feedback in terms of, hey, am I doing a good job? Okay, maybe I'm not doing the greatest job here. What recommendations do you have for me? And again, I, I, I've touched on this a few minutes back. Instead of waiting to have those conversations X amount of time after the fact, have them early on, quote unquote, in real time. Because everything is more fresh from both parties' perspective versus, oh, you know, six months ago in this meeting, you did this. It's like, oh, did I do that? I don't really remember. Or, you know, you, you could argue that. So, again, I'm promoting that. Have that real-time feedback. Now, there's also an art to this, like there is with many things that we discussed, Cole, and that is you don't want to necessarily single out, you know, an employee in, like, a large setting. Like, oh, why would you say that in front of all these people? Like, to me, that would be the wrong way to go about a situation like that. But if you did have an area of, you know, feedback to give one of your employees, like, have that in a one-on-one with them and say, like, hey, you know, again, this is how this was presented. This is how I interpreted it. The stakeholders might have interpreted it this way as well. This is how you should go about it in the future. Again, those are conversations that happen between more so behind closed doors. And it's not in, you know, that group setting where you're kind of embarrassing or punishing someone. Like, that would be the wrong way to go about having those conversations. 100%. 100%. And could agree more. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I think we definitely uh, wrap up uh, today's episode. I, I think we definitely packed a lot into just those two topics. I definitely want to talk about uh, Dave Ramsey and just overall finance here uh, in the future. I think that will be a fantastic conversation that both you and I can dive into. And heck, maybe we'll have him on the show someday, too. Then he'll come on. Yeah. His agent reached out to me and said we were too late for him. <laughs> 
Friday. The best is yet to be at Unscripted Exchanges. Check out unscriptedexchanges.com. Shop our merch. You'll see if you're watching the video feed of this. We've got that lovely banner ad that's been rotating throughout the show today. Jimmy is stepping up his production skills as usual. He is getting better. He might be promoted to FTE someday. Someday. <laughs> But yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff out there uh, to purchase. We've got a few orders um, from people. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, I know Cole and I have touched on this. We're looking to run some type of campaign for the holidays coming up here soon. Uh, more details to come. Really excited with that. We've got some more guests. Um, yeah. Cole, anything else that you'd add? We're rocking, man. We appreciate you guys. As always, remember to... Take a deep breath, enjoy your day, and let the good times roll, baby. Amen. We'll talk to you guys next time. God bless. Bye.